Well, I just like to say, and here's how I feel. Well, then let's get after it. I'm Chris Cuomo. Welcome to the I Take Your Phone Calls edition of the Chris Cuomo Project. You got something to say? Let's get after it. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from Z-Biotics. Let me tell you something. We all know that there can be a tendency to overdo it when you drink, right? Ah, hello, Z-Biotics. How does it work? Alcohol screws you up because it gets converted into a toxic byproduct in your gut. It's this byproduct, not just dehydration, as we've always thought, that's to blame for the rough next day. Z-Biotics produces an enzyme to break down the byproduct. You see? You just got to remember to take Z-Biotics as your first drink of the night. And of course, don't be a sponge. If you are responsible about your drinking and you start with Z-Biotics, you will feel fine the next day. How do I know? Because I've done it. I'm not just saying I've drunk too much. That's happened dozens and dozens of times, which is why I drink very, very rarely. But when I do, I try to think before I drink. And that's where Z-Biotics comes in. Go to zbiotics.com slash Chris and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use Chris at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So if you don't like it, if it didn't work, if it's not what I said, they'll refund you your money, no questions asked. Remember, head to zbiotics.com slash Chris, use the code Chris at checkout, you get 15% off. And I want to thank Zbiotics for sponsoring this episode and future good times. Here are some YouTube comments from the YouTube audience on your YouTube page. This is from your recent compilation of coverage of Israel from News Nation. Ellen Cox, 8415, writes, Nothing. There's nothing to keep in mind because this shouldn't involve us, period. If you ever want to know who your true ally is, look up the countries who helped us fight in Afghanistan after 9-11. You'll notice a name left out, the same name that lied under oath about something that got us there in the first place. Look, I don't really know what your point is, uh, but the idea that what's happening in the Middle East doesn't matter to us is silly. There's no way that it doesn't matter to us. It's going to matter to you economically. It's going to matter to you in terms of homeland security. Uh, it matters in terms of troop security. There have been dozens of attacks on troops already. Israel is a strategic, necessary ally, our strongest ally in the region. Um, the instability there would absolutely spill over into more powerful uh, states that are connected to it. And if you let it grow, it can only get worse for us. So there's really no level of it where you can say it doesn't matter to America. Now, the degree of involvement, a very important distinction uh, that um, uh, one of my recent guests drew there's a difference between participating in it and managing it. I think that that's a very real distinction, more than a semantic one, and a difficult one. And I think right now, America is trying to figure out how to manage that conflict uh, while not participating in it. This is from your video about Hunter Biden. You're making way too much of this, Michael Dominic 3183 writes. Trump was impeached because of serious potential misbehavior. It was responsible to investigate. Now Republicans control the House, so they are going to go after the president's son purely out of revenge. They want to impeach President Biden, even though they don't have a charged level against him. But Dems impeached Trump, so reps, Republicans, 
must impeach Biden to get even. It really is that simple. It's that simple for them too. They just reverse all the names and the arrows. They say the exact same thing that you do about what your side did to Trump. And this is why I expose it all as a game. And that's how I characterize it. And that's how I identify it because that's what it is. That's all it can be. When you switch the R's and the D's and you get a completely different outcome, you're playing a game. And you can argue, yeah, but we're right and they're wrong. They say the same things. Yeah, but they're crazy. They are you. No. Oh, no, they're not. Oh, really? The Democratic Party used to be the exact same group of people that are now Trump voters. So do you really believe that we're not dealing with the same group of humanity that gets persuaded into different feelings and sentiments and outrage based on who the messenger is and what the message is in that point of time? That's the game. This is from a batch of YouTube comments. At user dash QJ1YT9ZB3P writes, don't go too heavy on the crime stuff. We watch you for news and politics. Excuse me, a headache. Um, Do you want an Advil? No. Oh. I don't mask my pain. Um, it's a pain reliever. Is the pain still there? <laughs> it's your head, man. <laughs> um, that's actually not true. I take all kinds of medicine. <laughs> um, but crime is more newsworthy than politics seven times out of 10. Why? Because crime is almost always dealing with regular people, regular dynamics in the world, and outcomes that matter. Someone died. Uh, something's being stolen. Rights are being violated. There's a system that we have to check to make sure that there is the right administration of justice, that it's fair. It is a reflection of our mores. It's a reflection of our values. It's a reflection of our ethics. It's a reflection of our politics. Things are made up and hyped up in politics well uh, much more than in crime analysis. A trial is the closest thing that we have in our society right now to a sober reckoning of a situation. Not that it can't be manipulated, not that it can't be prejudiced, not that there is an obvious imperfection. I said closest. And that's why I disagree with you in the main. Now, if you're just going to deal with the salacious nature of crime, then it starts to move in the direction you're talking about. But I think we do that with our politics. So hyper-examination of personal and sex lives. Everything's about scandal. Everything's about gotcha. That's all cheap. That's not politics. Nobody talks philosophy. Nobody talks big ideas. Nobody talks solutions. You see what I'm saying? Uh, this is for your video about RFK. Susan Donovan, 8671, writes, Trump will win. Jesus Christ coming down here, 2023. You know, look, I get this a lot um, from a certain part of Trump supporters. And I think that it can be an exaggerated aspect. Um, there was early on a mention by Hillary Clinton that Trump supporters are a basket of deplorables or something like that. She got crushed for it. 
there are people with extreme views in our society that Trump resonates with for some reason. Um, and I just want people to be careful to not believe that all Trump voters believe that Jesus is coming here in 2023. There are a lot of people who have different degrees of grievance and animus and disaffection who are desperate for somebody to take up their cause. And Trump presents himself as someone who will do that. And that's very powerful. And I think you also see it uh, in, you know, why there's such tension in this country and such uh, a, an appetite for different who will win? Whoever satisfies it. From that same video, Adam Christopher, 6638, writes, Chris, what are you talking about? Cornell West took a campaign donation from Harlan Crow, a known Republican donor. RFK Jr. is liked by anti-vaxxers and right-wingers. A poll showed he would siphon votes away from Trump, not Biden. Yeah, I saw the poll. Uh, I don't know that it's right or real. Uh, and Kennedy's a pretty big Democrat name. And he doesn't have to be much of a factor to factor into what the outcome is because the margins are so small. We'll have to see where we are six, seven months from now, who's in there and what's happening. And that will wind up determining who's an influence and who isn't. Hey, Chris, Doug from Ohio. Hey, why aren't they invoking this 14th Amendment on Trump to free him up for court? The 14th Amendment, he violated that right. That should disqualify him and take him out of this. Why do they want to let this bullshit drag on? Get rid of him now. Let him know that he's done. He can't run for president. Thank you. Uh, the main reason is that it, there's no real easy uh, mechanism. It's, it's never been used. It's uh, in this context. It's so there's no easy way to do it. And I don't think they're in any rush to try to disqualify Trump in that obvious a fashion. And now slow down. I know you're going to jump. What do you mean? What do you think all these prosecutions are about? I think the prosecutions are about him getting what he asked for, which is, um, you know, pushing these institutions to take a look at him. Um, and I think that of these 90 something counts, there's probably a lot of things where he stepped over the line. Does that mean that I like them? I don't because I'm looking at it through a different lens. I don't know that this is good for you. No one's above the law. I'm not saying anybody's above the law. I'm saying there's such a thing as prosecutorial discretion. And I really believe in the preference of politics to prosecution, especially when there seems to be a conflation of the two. You should decide who your leaders are. If the guy committed a big time felony, he's trying to kill somebody, he's selling our information to our enemies or whatever it is, Manchurian candidate, I think that's like a smell test for most people. Otherwise, let the election decide. That's my head on it, all right? But that's why they're not using the 14th Amendment. There's no easy mechanism. Uh, and I think they um, it's unfamiliar and therefore they're staying away from it. Oh, I think you're doing a good job, Chris. But I'd like for you guys to investigate why Trump's daughter and her husband received $2 billion, not million, $2 billion from the Saudis. Now, that was on the news here about a couple years ago, but it never went any further. So why did they get $2 billion? Why? From the Saudis. And I think that was back in... 2021, 20, somewhere around there. 
So why don't you go ahead and try to investigate that? You're doing a great job, honey. Keep it up. Let's be a little careful, okay? I understand why you're like, what about Jared Kushner getting all that money at the same time that like the Saudi prince was getting a pass for killing the American journalist? I get it. That smelled real bad, especially now that they're going after Biden for the same kind of thing. Look, I think that people in power and people around them are very often or too often trying to make advantage out of it. I think that's one of the aspects of appeal of an outsider for you guys. Somebody who's just not part of that, but Trump certainly is. His son-in-law certainly is. I mean, there are very few people who are going to say that he'd be their first choice for a $2 billion investment. The word is that even the investment committee of the Saudis uh, were reluctant to do it and were pushed uh, by bin Salman to do it. I would just be slow on throwing the daughter in there. Uh, Why? Well, I felt the same way about the Chinese patents, especially when she was working for the country. But I don't know that she was anything to do with the investment fund. Um, To me, the truth is always good enough. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to embellish. You don't have to add her into it also. And the money really went to Trump. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that any of that is true. And what I do know is enough. And it's also more proof of this binary system of picking a side and that the other side's worse. Nobody has any standards or principles anymore because it's all about advantage. So it's literally legitimate for the Republicans to say, yeah, the stuff with uh, Kushner's okay, but with Hunter Biden, it isn't. And then they'll come up with reasons why one is different than the other or worse than the other, but they don't care about the main principle. Otherwise they would care about it on their side. And that's why regular people like you are so confused by the selective outrage because that's what it is. They're choosing to only be pissed off by what benefits them by hurting the other side. Hey, Chris, this is Jake. I'm a fourth year medical student. And wow, your conversation about the externality versus the internal self, when you're talking about your COVID experience, really hit hard because the med student experience is you grind for the 90th percentile MCAT, grind for the best med school. You're in the med school, then you grind for the 90th percentile on the board exam. And now I'm applying for my residencies. And so you're grinding for the top residency program And then maybe when you're in residency, you then grind for a fellowship. And I feel like in my personal life, what would really make me happy is being near the mountains, hiking, et cetera. But professionally, I want to be at a top name brand institution. So I'd love your thoughts on how to juxtapose those two differences. And hopefully that'd be helpful for some other people. Thanks so much. I listen to you every day driving to the hospital. Great motivation and great stuff. Thanks. Bye. First of all, bravo to you for being a healer. What a tough road you guys have to um, travel. My oldest sister is uh, a doctor, and I I watched it. I was very young, but I have tremendous respect for what you guys do. I would never call myself a doctor. You know, a lot of lawyers, they used to refer to them as doctor because it's juris doctor, doctor of laws. We're no healers, that's for sure. Um, Love the law, but I love what you guys do, and it's, it's such a... It's, it's such a service. So feel good about yourself. Now, young man, welcome to life is pain management. Life is balance and balance is hard. It is hard. You should be by the mountains, but you got to be of service. And you have to figure out how to balance, how to feed yourself so that you can feed others. 
You know, it really is so resonant and so hard to accept on some level that it is simple instruction that when the oxygen gets screwed up in the plane, when the pressure becomes imbalanced, you've got to put your mask on first before you save anybody else. It sounds so selfish. What if I'm next to a, a, a person who can't put on their own mask? Shouldn't I put theirs on first? No, because if you're not in good shape, you can't do anything for anybody. And you got to remember that. And it's hard. And it's going to get more complicated as you have more responsibilities in your life. Um, but you're identifying the right struggle. And that's a big part of the battle. You see what's hard to balance. And that'll help you figure out the right way to balance. It's when you miss something that's going on in life. When somebody's got to say to you, do you even know that this is what you're doing to the rest of us? Or this is what you're doing to me? And you're like, oh, I had no idea. That's when you need to check yourself. Um, but you are struggling with the right things. And that's as important as where you wind up. Uh, and I think it's easy to say and hard to do. And I suck at this too. Um, but I'm much older than you. And I've had a lot of time to get it right. So you're in a much better place than I am. Hey, Chris, um, you're obviously very buff. But button up your, your, your top button. Are we all going down the... Betterman Road? Anyways, just my thoughts. Listen, if your biggest problem is how somebody dresses, you're having a really good life, okay? And I'd love to see how you dress. And I think Fetterman's choice of what to wear is not one that I would emulate. Uh, he wears hoodies most of the time. I don't get it. Uh, do I believe that a senator should dress a certain way? I would look more towards the don'ts than the do's. I think he should show some respect. At the same time, I dress like this kind of for a reason because I don't know why having a suit and tie means that somebody should be taken seriously. Um, uh, if anything, I'm a little suspicious of people in suits and ties. I have this problem with my boss at News Nation, who's also a good friend of mine. Um, they don't like when I don't wear a tie. And I'm not disco shirt it. I'm not John Travolta. It's like one button or two buttons. It's the same thing that he has on right now. So um, it's not like I'm trying to show you my hairy chest. I don't have a hairy chest. I'm trying to just be regular and not try to impress you with what I wear, but with what I'm able to offer you in terms of information and perspective. So just keep shit straight in terms of what matters. How many buttons I have buttoned on my shirt should not be what's bothering you. And if it is, good for you, because you are having a very trouble-free life. I think that must have been a caller who saw your News Nation show, who saw your News Nation show. And I think they, they followed up the next day with another call. Hey, good work on the tie tonight. <sighs> so you Look, must have worn a tie when they... <laughs> Look, you I, wore a tie. They were play so they, it's like they undid the you call. You know what I want? Left. Here's what I want. I want all the people who don't give a shit whether or not I wear a tie to comment. Because I believe if a poll were taken, not only do I believe more people would say, I like the way Cuomo looks to the extent that I give a shit when he's dressed more casually than when he has a suit and tie on, because that's what everybody on the news wears. Not only do I think they would say that, but I'd say, I think they're going to say, I don't need the tie. I don't care about the tie. And I think... He looks better when he's dressed more casually. That's what I think polls will show. That's not why I do it, but that's what I think. 
Thanks for the calls. Nice, not nice, and other. I appreciate it all because what we do, we do for you. I report to you and for you. So thank you and keep it coming. Subscribe, follow, check out the free agent gear if you want to wear your independence and be a critical thinker. See you next time.